Hello and welcome to another LeadPod episode. This week we're talking about TikTok and its harmful effects, whether you notice it or not. As you're scrolling through your For You page, you may or may not notice how the algorithm changes the topics you're seeing from what you've consented to to what it thinks you want to consent to, and sometimes that can be really harmful. Today we have three people here from the Lead Peace team here to talk about this important topic with us. I'll introduce myself first. Hi, I'm Lena. I'm the moderator for this episode, and I'm a rising junior. I use she, her pronouns. I'm Shanti. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm also a rising junior. Uh, my name is Dima. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm also a rising junior. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is just basically when you're scrolling through TikTok, how your For You page can go through different changes of topic. It can go from being healthy for you to just all of a sudden a video pops up that the algorithm has decided it is going to assign to you. There's different ways in which like things can invade your safe space, quote unquote, on TikTok. And things like beauty standards on TikTok um, are a really big issue, even more than Instagram, because regardless of, of who you follow, things still uh, show up on your for you page. Yeah, and I guess like, the whole beauty standards thing, I definitely agree with Lena. Like, it's so much more amplified on TikTok. TikTok's algorithm itself also pushes beauty standards. Like, the whole Eurocentric thing, entirely amplified on TikTok. You don't see any POC creators, at least on my For You page, I barely see any POC creators. So, it really pushes that Eurocentric thing. And it's just very dangerous. Yeah, I agree as well. And their algorithm does really push Eurocentric features because I feel as though like all of the creators that have gotten like, you know, quote unquote, TikTok famous overnight, viral overnight, all of them push the Eurocentric beauty standard. You know, there's never been a POC type of creator that's gotten famous overnight. Yeah, and I think like the fact that people look so similar um, who are famous, it's definitely something that affects like young kids on TikTok because the age to be on there, like regardless of what the age to sign up is, people lie about their age and there's like 12 year olds on TikTok and thinking that you need to look like that is really toxic and the lack of diversity is definitely something that I know affects like not only me but like younger people. Exactly. Like the whole age thing is crazy on TikTok. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I see those, you know how they used to haze class of 23 in high school and they'd be like class of 23 is so bad. And then you'd see all these comments nowadays where it's like class of 27. It's like, whoa, they're really that young on TikTok. And I remember seeing one TikTok a while back, maybe like a year ago, that was talking about how some PE teacher made their students burn a certain amount of calories for homework and that just goes back to the first episode we did with the body image and eating disorders it's crazy how much stuff happens in general with body image with that like I think TikTok is also good in a way because you do have a more of a community at the same time where you can have more information about people who are feeling the same things as you but it's also I don't know it's very contradicting I think that's the same thing with a lot of things on TikTok I agree, especially with the like the fact that there's super young people on there and like definitely our assignments in school, it affects 
what we've normalized to be on TikTok too, like the what I eat in a day kind of stuff that's on there, which is completely like, I don't even know what that is. Like, and that pops up on my for you page, even though I'm completely like nobody who I follow has to do with that. And I have like, again, quote unquote, cleansed my timeline, but because it's just suggesting videos to me, like regardless of what I want to see, I still see stuff like that. And yeah, it really sucks that in PE in school, we have assignments that are required and that if you don't do them, you get a bad grade for them um, or you get called out in front of the class for it and you get like ridiculed. And like Shanti said, that's going back to our first episode, but it's just, it, it ties in so much because social media is just showing the best of people. And we think that it's showing all sides of people and it's just, it's so hard to get past that. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing that I've definitely seen throughout TikTok is that and I, it pushes insecurities as well and brings out lots of new ones. Speaking for myself, I feel like ever since I downloaded TikTok, like I've developed so many insecurities that I shouldn't have. But because of that app and a lot, how a lot of people talk about it and how it's bad, um, one thing that I'd probably speak about in particular that I think kind of arose in TikTok specifically last like during the pandemic was how they hip dips and how they make it like seem like it's something terrible and that's something that I feel like should not be happening at all not at all but yeah it just pushes lots and brings out lots of different insecurities. I agree I think that stuff like that when we see it especially as like young girls and girls who are even younger than us um, it's really it just makes you develop that kind of like super judgmental of yourself, like your mind and like kind of a not a very not good way where you're just judging yourself and realizing what society wants you to hate about yourself more and more. And I feel like TikTok, like people who are on TikTok um, around like the preteen or like tween and early teen age, those kids are just realizing things like oh, actually, I should not like this about my body or something like that, like that maybe they never thought about before. Um, and TikTok is just making that so much worse. And I think that TikTok especially is super harmful, as Shanti said before, because it is videos. And like in our minds, I think also we think like, oh, it's a video. So there's no way that that could be edited or there's no way that that's not how that person looks in real life but like in reality there is and like children don't know that and then when they take a video of themselves and they don't see the same thing they develop some sort of insecurity or anything like anything can happen from that yeah like on the subject of bad habits I did want to touch on Charlie D'Amelio and her vaping addiction I don't understand like I will see random stuff, even on Twitter, people will be like, Charlie, you're so bad, like you're encouraging vaping for all these children. And I guess that really depends. Like, is Charlie trying to quit or is she just, you know, continuing it? I think if she's really trying to quit, then that's good. And she's trying to quit for her audience. But if not, I mean, honestly, we don't know. Like, we really don't know what goes on behind the scenes, especially with these kids. Like, I think definitely TikTok's algorithm is messed up. It not only is being racially discriminatory, it also is being very like 
ageist in a way. All these younger children are getting so famous, famous, and they just can't control it. Especially like Charlie is actually the perfect example because she gets ridiculed for literally anything when it comes to like, I don't know, her profile picture to her vaping addiction to her like her own family. Like I remember she had like back in 2020 June, she put her picture as like Black Lives Matter, right? I guess it's low key kind of performative, but in the same way, her audience is huge. It really shows support. But then if she changes that profile picture, so many people are going to come after her, like so many people. And I remember seeing a TikTok like Charlie's, this kid's, it was like, quote unquote, this kid's profile picture is being held hostage or something like that. Like she literally cannot change it for the fear of being canceled. And that just ties into cancel culture. But I thought that's like a weird thing about the TikTok algorithm. I definitely agree. And I think that um, the fact that there are just so many young people who are so famous, like it's it's kind of weird, honestly, to me, because people get like even grown men, especially like it, it's just weird to me when um, they are like almost preying on these like freshly 18 year old girls um and yeah it just gives me bad vibes I guess to put it simply where it's like I I know that this is not what they wanted when they went on to the platform and now it's just kind of blown up I don't think anybody really knew how much TikTok would blow up either because it is definitely like a worldwide sensation at this point and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing I don't know yeah definitely um I think another thing is that like when when we were growing up or at least like I felt like all of the celebrities and people that were famous were like in their late 20s mid-20s or something but like now like when we're when I'm grown like I feel like most of them are like my age or like I even saw a really famous influencer who's like 13 and I was like whoa like what is going on and it's just yeah it's just it just makes younger people more famous than they should be. I definitely agree with that. And actually to, piggy, to piggyback off of that like idea, I think that I've noticed myself comparing myself to, to people who are successful at like 13 or 14 and being like, I'm 16 years old. Like, why am I not like 40 million followers? Why don't I have 40 million followers? Something like that. And it's like, not really something that matters at all in like in the grand scheme or actually any scheme because it's on social media. But in my mind, sometimes I find myself being like, how do I get more followers? Like, I need that validation from random people. Um, and yeah, I, I, I had never had that before. Um, really, TikTok became a big thing because there weren't super young kids being famous regularly before that. Not only on top, but like to do the subject of it, like making kids grow up faster than they should be. Um, I definitely think it's also changed the way that kids dress. Like I go out and see like 12 or 11 year olds like dressing like people my age. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like I did not dress like that when I was your age. And also like, it's just the app itself, I feel like is making kids, is robbing, robbing them of their childhood and making them grow up faster than they should be. I did want to touch on that fashion thing because it's so weird. Like, I'm very excited to go back to school, but I did see a TikTok literally yesterday where it's like the first day of school is literally going to be a fashion show because TikTok affected our fashion so much. And I see fast fashion is on the agenda, and I think that's a good topic to touch on because, okay, I'm going to touch on politics really quickly because politics in TikTok 
crazy. It's really whack. Like it makes us so radical, so radically left, so radically right. Like there's no in between on that. And I started this summer program about political leadership and I go in, they're all like, oh, bipartisanship is important. And that TikTok mindset kicked in. I'm like, ew, bipartisanship? Like, how am I supposed to agree with someone who's not of my viewpoint? Like, that's so weird. But then once I got it into the course, it's like, you realize we're not supposed to be so radically left or right. We're supposed to be like more moderate. But TikTok is pushing so much stuff. Like, they'll take a snippet of a fact and then run with it, like for real run, run with it everywhere. And that goes into fast fashion. Like you'll see a lot of classist comments about fast fashion where people are like, oh, you couldn't afford this ethical brand that's like $50 for a t-shirt. You are literally using child labor. Like there's a lot of low-income families whose teenagers just want to fit in or just want to use those clothes or just have sustainable clothes, like a clothing line. And H&M, Forever 21, those types of places offer it so fast and so cheap so i was watching like hassan minaj's patriot act episode and he was like fast fashion is okay for those people who can't afford it if you keep the clothes for a long time which they are going to keep the clothes for a long time and just people don't recognize that so they're so quick to ridicule others when they don't know the full story same goes for like literally anything on tiktok that is so true and especially like with ridiculing people because you really don't know anything about somebody or what their situation is. I know for a fact that people take for granted the fact that their size is carried in stores and for plus size people, especially for sizes that are bigger than 12 to 14, um, it's hard to find those in quote unquote straight size stores. So you have to go to a completely different store or order online. And most of the time, those stores are not going to be sustainable or ethical. It's going to be fast fashion, but there's no other alternative unless you want them to go out in nothing. So it's just really confusing for me because people will, like Shanti said, like take these facts and run with them on TikTok without knowing anything. And then they'll just stick to that, like, oh, fast fashion is bad. And then they don't know the nuance behind it. And it's just like, I, I feel like TikTok has completely obliterated people's, the need that they feel to be educated about something and to make their own opinion. They just see a TikTok on it and they're like, oh, that's right. When in reality, it it might not be. I mean, it, yeah, it could you could actually agree with it, but a lot of the time it just, it's not true. Um, okay, I'm thinking right now because like, I think there is a whole realm of politics on TikTok and I hate it a lot. Like I genuinely hate it a lot. And like, I don't know, I feel like TikTok in a way does offer opportunities for us to talk to each other, but we just don't want to take it. I don't know if that's TikTok's fault or just like the community's fault. I think it is the community's fault in a way. But another thing on TikTok is like, people referring to eras of TikTok as being like, oh, like you guys are such snowflakes. Like if this was October, 2018 TikTok, you guys wouldn't care. Well, yeah, duh, a bunch of like random idiots were on TikTok in October, 2018. And they just wanted to make racist, ableist, stupid jokes all the time. And nobody called them out for it. So it's really not anybody else's fault except your own because you're not being held accountable. But then I think cancel culture is super amplified on TikTok. Like going back to the whole fast fashion thing, especially on TikTok, it's a huge thing. And my friend also mentioned this a lot. She talks about it all the time. TikTok makes trends 
like that, like literally like that. So it affects the fashion industry so much. Like we're literally contributing to fast fashion in a way because we're like, oh, this is in now, that's out, even though it was that other thing was in a week ago. So then these companies have to keep up with everything in a way, especially with small businesses. Like I know I saw a TikTok where they get a lot of orders and then it goes out of fashion and nobody buys it and they're basically bankrupt in a way. So it's like micro trends that TikTok makes and it just, it contributes to cancel culture. It contributes to racism. It contributes to a lot of aspects in general. I keep saying that, but really TikTok has this one pattern that it follows for everything. Yeah, I agree. And with the, everything that TikTok is causing and the fact that it's like these nuances behind things that people don't realize I kind of want to bring up the fact that like um people will present an idea or like like we were saying before like um fast fashion is bad and then they won't look into it more and what I've heard also recently is like um like eating eating meat is bad or like fishing is bad or like fish eating fish is bad because of overfishing and then you're like okay well yeah that's true on a level and then you look into it and you see that these people are the same same ones who are ridiculing native or indigenous people for spearfishing because that's something that they've done um for a long time and it's part of their culture and it's like super confusing to me because like I know that's not what's causing tuna to be overfished um, and causing problems for the ocean. It's the oil rigs and the companies like McDonald's and like, you know, whatever salmon or other fish industry company that is controlling the water. But it's not indigenous people who are doing that for their culture and using most of the time all parts of the animal. Like, there when you see indigenous people with fur like coats and things like that i see people getting like harassed all the time on tiktok because people are so uneducated and they saw this one other tiktok that's like oh using real fur is bad but then this indigenous person has used fur or hide from an animal and then used every other part of it and has done this because they have a cultural connection to it and they're getting like dragged on TikTok. And it's just like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I definitely agree. Another thing is like something that has to do with culture is a lot of cultural appropriation on TikTok. And then, and a lot of people like, you know, sometimes you see it a lot. And then in the comments, they're like, no, it's just cultural appreciation, which I think people don't know the difference about at all. And it's something that, they should learn about, educate themselves about it, and then come back to TikTok. So I'm going to give an example. Um, so this is like back in like late May to like early June. So I saw a TikTok of someone wearing Sudanese clothing, right? And then her TikTok went viral and it got like a lot of, a couple billion likes. So then someone duetted it and was like, this girl is cultural appropriating Indian culture because in Sudan, like traditional clothing there, we also wear, women wear like this, uh, it's something really close to an Indian sari, but because it's something you wrap around your body, however, like we wrap it differently than they do in India. So she was like, this is cultural appropriation, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone was like, go educate yourself because you can't just 
run like throw a word around when you don't fully understand what's happening yeah exactly like cultural appropriation is a huge thing for indians especially i feel like i constantly see one of our idols on some celebrities clothing or like in between someone's like private areas i'm like that's disgusting not only just in general but to our culture too and i don't yeah i definitely agree with dima like i think nobody understands the very like the variety of stuff and the variety of culture across asia and africa and you know those areas they don't realize that we often have similar things so we often have similar cultures similar aspects of our religion and it's not a, like an uncommon thing it's actually very common like Nepal especially you'll see lighter skinned people and people will think that they're white and then they'll be like oh you're cultural like you're appropriating their culture it's like no they're not like if people speak for other people I think that was another thing that was in our notes but like people speak for other groups especially when it comes to Asians people will be like oh you're Asian fishing Asian fishing is huge too on TikTok I hate that too but like they'll be like white people especially will be like oh you're asian fishing or like other people who are not educated will be like oh you're like appropriating this you're appropriating that but it's like no they're not like in a way yes i understand you're trying to be an ally but if you want to be an ally just educate yourself first i think that's the biggest thing and i don't know i think okay so on the topic of like white people in general i don't mean this offensively but like i don't know i think a lot of people are acting up they're like oh you're being white phobic or oh you're being blah 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 like that's racist towards white people there's a very niche region of tiktok that's like that it's not everywhere i don't think it's everywhere but it's just very weird to see that because especially with the tiktok algorithm it'll push you into different regions of tiktok so one day you'll be in like a body image hell almost like it's horrible and then you'll be on Republican TikTok with country music and people talking about I don't I don't even know it's just it's so weird you're pushed into like different worlds and in a way I guess TikTok is trying to help you explore things but I don't think you should explore those things necessarily I think TikTok should revise its algorithm so that your interests on your are on your for you page I agree with that and I think that the talking over people is a really big issue I know that like for what I've seen, especially on Twitter, um, coming like after TikToks have come out, um, so many people like, quote unquote, trying to be allies, like they are like, oh, whatever is wrong. And then they are some white person who doesn't know anything. Like they have, maybe they watched another TikTok on it, but they haven't looked up any reliable sources, haven't talked to somebody from that culture. The only person who is, able to speak up for themselves and their own cultures, people who know about it. And that's people who are part of that group. Um, and white people, a lot of the time, don't fall into that group unless it's something that does have to do, like not with you know ethnicity or race. Um, and TikTok is a big realm of people claiming that they're allies when in reality, they're doing a lot of harm instead of good. And I think that it's a really big thing, like bringing up like the Asian fishing thing, because I've seen that so often on TikTok. And I think like now, and I don't, honestly, I don't even know where it started, but it, it like has gone, gotten so, gone so far across the platform and it's like become kind of normalized and it's very racist. Not only is it disturbing, but it's racist. And it's like people who are taking these stereotypical 
features that they would imagine an Asian person to have. And then they're doing things to their face that is like kind of embodying that. But it's like, like Shanti said, like Asia is a very big continent and it has a lot of diversity inside of it. And not all people in Asia look one way. And I think that that's really like, it's just pushing that stereotype when we see on TikTok, like all these people who are thinking that all Asian people look one way. Definitely. And I was going to bring something up and then I forgot. Oh, yeah. Moving like towards the positives of TikTok. I think I like TikTok in a way that one, I have a short intention span. So it's like it's really helping there. But then at the same time, I love when like especially because AP scores came out literally yesterday, you'll see immediately your for you page will be flooded with memes about AP scores. And I generally don't see people bragging about their AP scores, which is good. And it's mostly like you feel like people are in it together with you when it comes to academics especially and especially APs because people will talk about the struggles of APs or they'll talk about the struggles of school and you can like make connections there but I don't know I think there's some positive to TikTok but I really think I don't know if what do you guys think do you think it's the TikTok app themselves and its algorithm or do you think it's more the community I definitely think it's both they both have to play a really big part in it but as of right now, I also think the community sometimes goes overboard with lots of things. Yeah, I think that sometimes there's like, honestly, the whole the whole topic of cancel culture has gotten, I feel like people throw that word around a lot. Um, and people on TikTok especially tend to focus more on issues like that that are not as like in the scheme of things they're not as important as other other things happening in the United States right now specifically um and I think that on that app yes there are some people who have like factual opinions that are actually based on truth but a lot of the time there's people who are just making things up and it just brings in that factor again where it's like you're just spreading more fake news like people have I know people have stopped watching the news because like I've I've talked to so many people and they are always telling me like oh I try not to watch the news um or I try not to read the news or both and then I just like get this impression that they're getting their news from YouTube or from TikTok but not from like a source that's reporting on anything um but from somebody who is saying their opinion on it, which is biased inherently. And I think that, um, yeah, we just need to be able to make our own decisions and make our own opinions and see everything when it comes to what somebody is saying instead of just like listening to their side. Because I know on TikTok, a lot of the time, like you will listen to something and especially me, I used to be like very, I guess, Gullible is not really the right word, but I used to believe whatever people were telling me on my For You page. And I realized quickly that that wasn't true because they were just spouting nonsense most of the time. And that's just super toxic. And especially when it comes to like the fad diet side of TikTok, where it's like, if you have like a cucumber and a stick of gum every day, then you'll become like attractive to everybody. And it's like, well, you know, 12-year-olds and 11-year-olds might actually believe that. And that's really toxic and dangerous. And yeah, the, it's just 
it's crazy. And it ties all back into the algorithm and how like quickly it can change up on you. Yeah, exactly. And like on the topic of young children again, I do not like the sentiment against furries. Like I know this is very controversial, but I feel like people treat furries badly. And a lot of the time they are younger children, probably ages 10 to 11. And they're just trying to express themselves. Like, I don't know. I don't understand why people hate them. I, I know that's controversial, so I might get hate, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that people ridicule them. I think that there's like different, like there's different sides to that. It's like um, both okay and both not okay. I think that also with like neo pronouns, there's, there's nuance when it comes to that because um, some neo pronouns can be really, really hurtful and like super, um, they sound mocking almost and it kind of diminishes the whole meaning behind it for everybody else who actually benefits from using them. And I think that with all of these things, there's just like a lot of different sides to it and it can be okay. And also it can be really harmful. Um, but TikTok has definitely contributed to like the harm that these people face because honestly, like in my opinion, I don't really care what people do. You know, like if it makes them happy to like dress up, however, then that's fine. But it does cause harm when it's like people online using the community as kind of like a shield and making like throwing that out there and trying to like say, oh, well, I did this because I'm this. Um, or like, I don't know, th there was that whole thing for a while that kind of just mocked like non-binary people where it was like, did you just assume my gender or something like that? Um, and I think that trends like that are super, super like influenced by TikTok even more so now. Cause I think that was even before TikTok. Um, but TikTok spreads around things like that so quickly and it's so intense and it's a lot of harmful, harmful stuff. And although I do acknowledge the, the good side of TikTok where it's like, now there's a lot more people who, are um, aware of like body positivity or aware of like, um, I don't know, LGBT things, but there's also other issues where it's like people are just not able to be like nice also like, yeah. So there's still a lot of like homophobia and transphobia that happens on there. It's just like, kind of overlooked, I feel like, more often than not. Yeah, 100%. Like, I didn't realize, like, I've never, furries rarely pop up on my page, so I didn't realize, like, they use neo-pronouns that could affect that, and that's another thing. Like, yeah, those neo-pronouns, like, if people go by, like, I don't know, noun, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give an example because it might hurt, be hurtful, but, like, I don't know. It's just, it, it can, I understand the whole neo-pronouns thing and that can be affecting people, especially when cancel culture comes in, it's a deadly combination with those and nobody understands who should you be quote unquote canceling, the people who use the neo-pronouns or the people who's a, who are against it. And half the time it's like transgender people are against it. Half the time transgender people are for it. And you just, you, I don't think if you're not a part of the community, you shouldn't get involved in 
like the happenings of it because it's like it's not you don't really have a say that goes for race too but I do have an issue with LGBTQ on TikTok and like I yeah I do have an issue with it because I don't have an issue with the community um yeah I don't have an issue with the community but it's just I never see POC LGBTQ on my for you page ever and that's on the TikTok algorithm but I know there's a lot of creators who are like that and yeah, it's just crazy. And like, they're so overlooked, especially when it came to that whole renegade dance. This wasn't LGBTQ, but like POC in general, like nobody gave credit for that one girl who did it. And then when she was invited to the NBA halftime show, she was ridiculed or something. I don't remember exactly, but it's just so hard for those POC creators to even do anything without them being banned or just like, I don't know, banned community guidelines violation and I remember I can't remember his at but this one guy who's LGBTQ and POC and he was talking a lot about current events and he's also a stripper I believe and he has a lot of piercings he's just like I know he's really popular and he got banned from TikTok for a long time and he had a whole like battle with TikTok HQ it was a whole big thing but I think that LGBTQ POC in general are very not or just very discriminated against on tiktok that goes for poc in general and then also lgbtq in general it's just very bad definitely i agree with that and the censorship that is so extremely like blatantly obvious on tiktok where it's like not only with race and with like being part of marginalized communities but with marginalized bodies where um plus size creators who are wearing a bikini they're their video will be taken down, but then when a straight-sized person does it, then it's fine. Um, and that is not a good image at all to present to 12-year-olds. It's just like showing, oh, okay, so um, being fat is not okay, but being thin is okay. And I can't, you know, I can't look a certain way, otherwise I'll get taken down. Like, you know, there's these bad consequences for it and it's not right or whatever. And I think that like, that is super harmful. And I know that TikTok headquarters, they know exactly what they're doing with that. And it's not okay. And I know there's a lot of creators who are kind of like trying to start boycotting TikTok, but it's hard at this point because so many people are on it and you can't really be successful as whatever platform you're trying to do, whether it's an, an organization or an influencer, whatever it is, like you have to have TikTok in order to be famous. And that's just how it is now. And in order to reach those people, you have to have the app, but it's also very harmful for people who um, are trying to advocate for those kinds of things. Yeah, and when you were talking about that, that remind me of, reminded me of Bryce Hall. That's a whole other thing that I wanted to get into, the whole content houses, but Bryce Hall especially pisses me off. Well, once, first of all, I think he's bisexual, which is great for him, yeah. But at the same time, like, he's like crazy he's the perfect example of the opposite of what plus size models not necessarily stand for but what they are because he's this skinny white dude who thinks he's everything he's also apparently transphobic too i heard that and that's horrible but all of these content houses they're all white people they're like stealing content i'm literally just reading off the notes but they're stealing content they're stealing content especially from poc creators which is horrible too but it's like, I don't like them, the content houses in general, because I know that 
some people do use them to collaborate but then the tiktok algorithm like they put so much money into it like they'll put millions of dollars to getting some nice fancy house in europe and having all this nice stuff and then especially if they're poc they're going to be discriminated get discriminated against they're going to be suppressed on the tiktok algorithm they're not going to be able to even retain back a profit from that money that they invested in this entire venture which is horrible it sucks so much and bryce literally during covid had so many parties and then somehow he bounced back with this whole austin mcbroom stunt which was disgusting first of all it, it the entire thing was disgusting also vinnie hacker i don't i don't think he's hot but I didn't want to talk about him because I think he has some issues too. Like we, we see him as the perfect guy or everyone on TikTok sees him as the perfect guy. But I think there's a lot of problematic things. I can't necessarily remember what it was, but I think he's, yeah, I can't remember what it is. But it's just, I don't, nothing sits right with me on TikTok with those big creators. And it shouldn't sit right with anyone because there's always something wrong with the big, big creators in some way. But it's just, it, I don't know content houses in general they're just weird no yeah definitely and I think like the race thing comes into it like a lot because when you look at content houses there's like nobody no people of color and there's just like it's just a bunch of white people and if there is a person of color it's because they're being like used as like comedic relief or something like that or like they're being um like there's a pie being thrown in their face or something and it's like that doesn't do anything first of all and then also it's like it's it's so obvious when you see things like I remember David Dobrik was like because all of his people are white and I remember this was a while ago I used to like him when I was younger and like now I see like what a bad role model he was for me um but he said like oh we need to get like some some Asian dude on there because then he'll be like the funny Asian dude and I was like bro like, that's not funny. And then he said the same thing about gay people. He was like, we need to have, like, a funny gay person on there. I was like, what? Like, are are you really, like, stereotyping somebody? And this was on his podcast. Like, I, I don't understand how people like this are so famous still. And, like, people, they still embrace them. And they're just like, oh, he didn't know. No, he knows. He's a grown man. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he knows that he's profiting off of people, marginalized people, for their stereotypes. And it's like, it's so horrible to see that because like, honestly, I know a lot of the time when people say yes to doing a video, it's like, you don't know very much about it. And like people like that are going to be able to pay you a lot for it, but then you're going to get canceled too when it comes out because you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. And this dude is actually like a racist homophobic dude who's like horrible but you didn't know that going into it because you were just like you know doing some job that the, the manager asked you to do which is like that's another thing that we were talking about before which is like there's so much underneath the surface that we don't know about and we can only speculate about and a lot of people use that as an excuse for like people when they're being racist or homophobic or something when they're like oh like you know he probably doesn't feel that way actually when it's like well actually maybe he does feel that way we don't know anything it's just like all completely a mystery for all of us yeah david dobrik hits home because i was a huge fan of him from i can't even say when like probably sixth grade to december of 2020 and when that whole i don't know there was a lot of stuff wrong with him 
I still think like there's an issue with me personally. I think I'm so brainwashed by YouTubers. I'm going to expose myself here. I used to be a Jake Paul fan very young. Okay. It was not recently. It was in elementary school. Very young. I was, and it, he brainwashed us. Like literally David Dobrik was the, like the king of brainwashing, I think, because you didn't see his manipulation. I watched this two hour video about David Dobrik and is the vlog squad a cult? And very much, I think it is, but he's like a master manipulator who gave these people incentives with money to do random stuff, like horrible stuff. Especially, I'm trying to think of an example in the vlog squad. I think Jason went through a lot, but Jason is also a perv, so I don't know. And there's a lot of bad stuff that goes into the vlog squad, and it's just disgusting in general. But I also follow David Dobrik's sisters on TikTok, Esther and Sarah, and their comments used to be flooded with like, tell David I said hi, tell David this, like, are you staying, like, are you the same as David with this? Like people don't realize that they're individuals. They are not associated with David on the internet. Like they're just trying to live their life. And it's just, it, the celebrities, especially their siblings, their families, everything, it's put on blast and they're seen everywhere. And Charlie is another perfect example. Like her entire family life, it's all put on blast. And I think parents also play an aspect into that. Like Addison Ray's mom, it's like clout chasing random stuff I don't even know what her deal is she's probably out there doing like like I don't know she's very weird but these TikTok with celebrities once you go famous there's like technically a contract that you sign that's not like a physical contract but it's a mental contract where you're constantly ridiculed to the comments on the inter internet you're constantly put into check because your audience is young even though you didn't choose your audience like you're still having to put all these obligations on yourself and restrictions on yourself when you're just trying to express yourself on the internet and then your family life put on blast if you go on vacation somewhere it's put on blast literally just moving a single thing you're put on blast and that what is that instagram that it's like tiktok shade room or something like they don't live any like they don't let any tiktokers live their life like nothing it's always every single aspect of their life is drama 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 it's horrible that I'm, everything you said is so true and like the thing with people's families being like targeted that's like i feel like that's also nuanced as is everything but when i look at social media nowadays where you can like track people and like people are like stalkers and like find their their family's private accounts and stuff like i think that's just crazy um and i think honestly the quarantine has probably contributed to that because people have had so much time to do that with but it's not healthy um i also know that tiktok is not healthy for a lot of people because you do end up going like so deep into these people's lives like you go to their Instagram and then you go to their YouTube and then you go back to their TikTok and then you find their other TikTok. And then it's like this whole circle. And you're like, at the end of it, just like, why isn't my life like that? And why don't I look like that? All of these things. And yeah, overall, I mean, if I had to weigh the negatives over or the negatives and the positive uh, sides of TikTok, I think for me, at least the negatives would win just because there is so much of the, the stuff that like is uncontrollable that like is also under the surface that you don't realize until you you're like two days later you're like oh I, I hate this part of my body but wait why do I hate this part of my body it's because I saw that TikTok that that girl was talking about of how to like get rid of this part of my body but before it never bothered me so why am I caring about it now 
oh, right, because I got brainwashed by TikTok. It's like, yeah, just kind of crazy. But I think that another thing to, to touch on for like TikTok is, and this is goes for all social media in general, and this is because of society, but it's like trying to please men is something that women are expected to do and expected to want to do is just to like want the male eye on you at all times and want to be attractive to a man. I know for me, like I've felt that like compulsive heterosexuality like so much throughout my life and like that that need to like be attractive to whatever man it is. And I think that that's something that only, you know, only women or, you know, feminine identifying people can understand where it's like, you grow up in this world that you are supposed to be almost this object that is just for men. And although I think that's changing now, TikTok doesn't really help. And I see a lot of people getting, again, like canceled, like girls getting canceled because they're making these videos of like, um, they're making these videos of like, why I believe this. And it's something that is definitely catered towards men. And like, at the, although I do understand where those people are like getting mad because of course I don't want a, a girl to be like saying that she shouldn't be wearing shorts and a tank top because it's distracting to guys at school. But also I understand that society and like the patriarchy has brainwashed her to say that. And it's not her fault. It's just the fact that she's grown up in a sexist and male favored society where we all are, are taught to seek male validation. And if we don't get it, then we feel bad about ourselves regardless of like sexual orientation or anything. Yeah. And while you were talking about that, the one thing that came to mind was the POVs that are on TikTok. They like, I don't know. I feel like in a way they do affirm that male validation thing because I really only see white men doing that stuff. And it's just like you constantly, like I see women in the comments like vying for their attention maybe it's because of their looks but at the same time it's like tiktok has so many uses uses that you don't see whether that's fitness tracking and short story about that like in summer of last year i was into a lot of fitness and i talked about this in the first episode but i was like very close to an eating disorder but thankfully like i avoided it and i saw a lot of stuff on tiktok that really did that like that's what I eat in a day. I used to follow all of those, or there's like those branded fitness creators who are talking about how to lose weight, all of that. And I think back last year, more of that information that I was seeing was accurate, but now it's been botched so much where like, you'll see a girl only eat avocado toast one day. And then a couple of almonds and be like, that was my 1000 calorie limit. Like what the heck? Like that's not at all how much you should be eating, by the way. But going back to the POVs, I literally only ever see white men on my For You page with those POVs. And I they make me so uncomfortable because I think it affirms their white superiority, male superiority complex, whatever you want to call it. It really does because I'll see a lot of white men doing those POVs where they're like, I'm saving the damsel in distress or I'm taking you out of a toxic relationship or some random stuff like that. Like it's never a quote-unquote wholesome POV, whatever that means to you, but it's never like that. They always have to feel like they're in that position of power, even when they're acting stuff out, which is disgusting in the first place, because not only are they like 
ego, they're using their ego for their own benefit and clout. They're also, their audience is very, very young. Like it's very evidently very young because people will be thirsting after them. They'll be like vying for their attention. Like Lena said, it's just disgusting how much TikTok, I think TikTok's algorithm, honestly, it comes down to TikTok's algorithm entirely. I think TikTok does ask you for your age. So I think they should automatically filter out stuff once you say your age. And I don't know if that's like a legal thing that they have to figure out, but that's definitely something they should figure out with TikTok. I definitely agree with that. And I think that it is really important for us to remember that there are people underneath the age of whatever it is, 13, 14, 15, 16. I don't know what the age, like the, the minimum age is for TikTok, but people underneath that age are on TikTok and they're seeing all of this content and they're seeing these men and thinking that's normal. Um, they're seeing the, the what I eat in a days and thinking that's normal. They're seeing the diet things and the fitness things and they're thinking that's normal. And these like, you know, 10 year olds are developing issues that they shouldn't be developing. And it's, it also goes back to the fact that like, it's making people not necessarily mature, but want to be older and want to be like, Honestly, yeah, I just want to be older. It's not necessarily want to be more mature, but it's just want to grow up. Um, but like when we look at that, it's like, why? Why do you want to grow up? It's because like you see all these people on TikTok, on social media, doing all these things. And you're like, oh, I'll get to do that when I'm whatever age. But then, you know, that's probably not true because that person, they're just showing the highlights and they're famous and they're just glamorizing everything and it's just really toxic and it's like that circle of like toxicity and I think that like when it comes to men having to be the savior and having to be dominant and and all of that it just like reinstates gender roles in in like relationships but not only relationships but like in this country and I think that Honestly, before TikTok became so big, we were doing a pretty good job of diminishing those, but now it's coming back really strong. And I think that like the thing where it's like, oh, the man has to be taller than the woman. And like also a relationship has to be between a man and a woman where it's like, mm, no, none of, none of that's true. And also like if we didn't come up with that standard, it wouldn't be a thing. So we're kind of at fault for that. Like Shanti was saying at the beginning of this episode, that we're kind of at fault for the trends that are happening and and then going out of fashion and contributing to like global warming with um, fast fashion. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy to think about it all. Yeah, and I really quickly, I promised myself I wanted to touch on this in the episode and then I lost the opportunity earlier when we were talking about race. But racism against the Hindu community is not just cultural appropriation. I talked about this in the last episode too, but it's like those puja, what is this behavior comments everywhere. Anytime someone sees an Indian person, that's their first thought. And then also that Ravi Baljeet relationship kind of thing. And they always relate it to Indian men. It's disgusting, but also goat Avinish. Yeah. So basically he's this dude, you can search him up if you'd like, like later on, but it's just, he's a very disgusting guy who basically preyed on 14 to 16 year old girls for a long time in high school. And then now he's in college and he's like, has a quote unquote preference towards white girls, but he's always putting down brown girls along the way. And 
like there's also this side of TikTok called brown talk, which is just brown creators. And that's a whole drama filled area. But Goat of Inish is now like he's gone beyond brown talk. He's gone to regular TikTok. And it's becoming an issue because I'm so worried that people are going to use that as their new Ravi Baljeet kind of thing. And it's just disgusting because he doesn't represent the community at all. He actually represents perverted idiots who are in college and don't want to admit when they're wrong, especially going back to Lena's point about male validation. Like that's literally what he stands for. And it's just disgusting. No, definitely. And it's that like under education and lack of education that people have about communities like that, that is going like, like you said, like I, I understand why you're like afraid of people using that because it sounds like something that would happen like somebody on TikTok does it and then everybody's just like you know they just use they throw that name around and it's hurtful and people need to be educated but not from TikTok they need to be educated from an actual platform that is trustworthy and that's not TikTok and I think like another thing to bring in that relates to this quickly is like fetishization and also like racial preference for like dating that has become so normalized and I think that there's a difference between those two things but it there's definitely a fine line and I think that people who fetishize certain people and usually it's going to be Asian women I've seen that so often it's disgusting because it, it also goes back to the male dominance where it's like men want to be the dominant person in a relationship and they stereotype Asian women as being submissive and it's disgusting and I think I've I've seen a lot of people speaking out about it now but like it's just I've seen it so much on TikTok where they're like they put things like oh only only respond to this if you're whatever or like I only want you if you're whatever and that's just so unhealthy and I just it's I think that we should move away from having those kind I mean obviously we can't control what kind of preference we have when it comes to like what you're attracted to but there is a difference between a fetish and a preference um and honestly I don't think that there's such thing as like a race preference especially for white people because it's like it it just it borders on a fetish so much at that point yeah exactly like the whole preference thing it doesn't just seep into race it's also like I only like girls who are blank pounds or I only like men I mean I guess the men height thing you could just say like I guess a woman who say I only like six foot above men it can be harmful to men too but also like if you just if you want a man who's taller just say that you don't have to say specifically because it does take a toll on men's mental health and that's not talked about enough but yeah, that preference thing is disgusting and I hate it a lot. I guess the moral of the entire story, the very long-winded story is TikTok's algorithm is to blame for a lot of things. TikTok follows this one pattern across all issues, whether that's fashion, race, preferences and dating. What else do we talk about? Content houses, all of that. Like it's just basically if you don't fit the stereotype of a white male, cisgender, then you're not in, that's it. You can see that, especially with fashion, I wanted to touch on that because that's a really cool thing that we found out. Like these micro trends are affecting global warming and those radical viewpoints of people being like, no, if you shop fast fashion, then you're classist or you're not classist, you're being like, you're not good, you're affecting global warming. But really it's those kinds of people who are ridiculing others, they're being classist and they're affecting those trends. So 
honestly, moral of the story, if you're listening, take from this, just use TikTok to your advantage, not as something that you can use to like abuse your power, especially if you have followers. Use TikTok to spread a message, whether that's about amplifying Black creators, because I know that was a big thing last year, or amplifying POC voices. And one big thing is a lot of influencers are scared to talk about POC because they don't want their algorithm to like not favor them. But that's like absolute bull, in my opinion. If a lot of influencers just talk about the POC, then TikTok has no reason or has like no obligation to be like, oh, okay, so if everyone is talking about it, we have to talk or give them that voice. Like that's the only thing that we can do. So really like don't say that the algorithm is to blame for everything and then use that as an excuse. You should actually use that to your own power because we do control the algorithm. And even though TikTok HQ is very racist, just ensuring that we're all using it as a community unifier rather than a divider when it comes to politics, especially if you are on the TikTok politics side, like please just talk to others like go out, touch some grass, maybe, I don't know, just like, getting, like, just be bipartisan in some way, shape or form, trying to understand the other side. That's, I don't know, I said a lot, but yeah. Totally, I agree. I think that like, all of that is so important. And just being able to understand other people, regardless of your own viewpoints is so important. Um, and no, I'm not saying like, you should go hug a Trump supporter. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that being able to have a conversation without lashing out at someone or getting so upset you have to break something like that's really important that's an important skill in life and people who are arguing on tiktok don't know that skill because it's online and anything you say online is like not real almost it feels like so i honestly if i had like something to just wrap this up with i would say like normalize being an activist for the right things normalize being an activist based on facts and based on people's real authentic experiences and try and eradicate the horrible algorithm that just promotes absolute like toxicity when it comes to the content that's on TikTok. And yeah, be safe out there guys, but tune in next week for a new episode. And yeah, thank you for listening to Lead Pod.